Welcome to Ikoi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. First Peter number two. First Peter number two, verses nine to ten. Can we take it together again? But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Did you enjoy the reading from uh, the Message Bible? Everything that various persons have been sharing with us since Friday is summed up in these two passages of the Bible. Making impact in the marketplace. When God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, everything was in perfect order until the falling of Satan from heaven to the earth. And that was what resorted to the darkness that came to cover the surface of the earth in Genesis 1-2. But in Genesis 1-1, when God created the heavens and the earth, everything was in perfect order. But the earth became corrupted Violence took over the heart. Corruption took over. Pain, anguish took over. Losses, wickedness, chaos took over. When Satan was cast out of heaven to the earth. And he took over the control of the earth and everything therein. You remembered he told Jesus too. He said, see the entire earth. All the glories therein, all the wealth therein, I give it to whomever I desire. You yourself, if you will bow and worship me, I will give to you. He was not afraid to talk to Jesus like that. But Jesus cried out to him, no. But Jesus, did Jesus, did he, did he get the control of the heavens and the earth? Yes. How? By living in obedience to the Lord. So, when Satan fell into the earth, the entire world was subjected to futility. You remember Apostle Paul also giving us the understanding of what happened in Genesis 1-2. In Romans chapter 8, he said, the heart, the world was subjected to futility. But it was subjected to futility in hope by him who subjected it. You now ask me, what is the hope? The same passage of the scripture in Romans chapter 8 made us to understand the hope that God is looking for. He said the manifestations of the sons of God. He said when the sons of God begin to manifest, the world will be redeemed. The earth will be saved from the futility, from the corruption. So this was what led to the creation of man in Genesis chapter 1. 
It was the state, the terrible state, the terrible condition of the earth that made God to say, let us create man in our own image. You remember that in Genesis 1-3, as God's intervention to the problem of the heart said, let there be light. And immediately God spoke, there was light. And when the light came, everything was restored into perfect order. But the Lord God of heaven will not want Satan to still take charge, to still take control of the earth. So he has to create man. And everything that God is, everything that God has, he deposited in the man that he created. And so man became the regent of God on earth. So God's original purpose for, for the creation of man is that man will be his agent of transformation in the world. If you look at Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28, when he made man, he made us in his image. He made us male and female. And he blessed us. He said, be fruitful, multiply. And what he did, he said, subdue the earth. That was the mandate. To subdue the earth. That is to ensure that darkness does not take over again. So though, though it was not too long, that man that God created in his, in his image lost out again in God's purpose. In Genesis chapter 3, this same Satan came again to deceive man. He came to lure man into forfeit. I mean, and that deception led to what? To the forfeiture of the authority of the mandate that God gave to man unto Satan. That, that's how Satan took over the control of the earth again. However, our God did not give up on man. He did not give up on man. And what did he do again? He sent Jesus into this world to recreate us, to make us born again, to restore us into the image of God, which God made us in the beginning. And that is why in every generation, you discover that right from even after the fall to the present, in every generation, everyone, God has always been using men to change the world, to transform the world. But such men will be those that he had apprehended and they have surrendered their lives to him. And when they surrender their lives to him, he empowers them. And with the, with the, with the power and the authority of God, they go on to subdue the earth. So every move of God in every generation has always been God walking through ordinary men. So God has always been accomplishing his purposes using ordinary man to redeem the world by placing us in what? In strategic positions of responsibility and steward, stewardship on earth. You recollect that even our Lord Jesus Christ when he was living in the book of Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, it says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach the gospel to every creature. So because it is the intention of God to see everywhere illuminated and seasoned in order to prevent darkness and decay. This is why he has chosen and commissioned us to go into the world. Say, go into all the world. 
And our mandate is one and only. What is that? To make the earthly kingdom become the kingdom of our God. As stated clearly in Revelation chapter 11 verse 15. That when the last trumpet, the seventh trumpet was blown in heaven. There was a cry. There was a, a, a loud voice that says the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ and he will reign and reign forever. So as you see me now and yourself, wherever you find yourself, there is, the only reason why you are in that place is to ensure that the kingdom of that place become the kingdom of God. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14, the Bible says, for the earth, the whole earth shall be covered with the glory, I mean, shall be filled with the knowledge of God's glory as water covers the sea. So God's ultimate intention is to see everywhere saturated with the knowledge of his glory. Saturated with the aroma, with the fragrance of his knowledge. And he said, go into all the world. Go into all the world. There are some people that he, he wants to shoot as his arrow into the world of politics. There are some that he's shooting to the world of religion because there are all sorts of religions in this world. There are some of us that he's shooting into the world of commerce that we are talking about this week, making impact in the marketplace. And you discover that even right from the Bible, God has always been positioning people in different positions of authority. For instance, Joseph, he planted Joseph in the palace of Pharaoh. I remember that he started from being an agent of transformation in the house of Potiphar. What about Jacob? While he was in Egypt, he was there. I mean, Joseph, the son of Jacob, and even Jacob himself in Padam Aram. What about David, son of Jesse, Nehemiah, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? All of these people, they were not prophets. As we, we want to refer to them like uh, Isaiah. These were ordinary men. They were not clergy. But because they understood the mandate that they had on earth. So they, they understood that everyone that has been apprehended by God has become his, his, his spokesman. So as a Christian, if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, and you have been redeemed and washed by the blood of the Lamb. If you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, wherever you are, you are a prophet for the Lord. You are to be a spokesman. That is why we read from that contemporary English. That we are to speak for God. Speak out for God. We are to represent God wherever we find ourselves. So our Lord Jesus, he did not mince words when he declared. He was using terminologies that we are well familiar with to instruct us of God's unchanging plan and purpose for creating us and recreating us in Christ Jesus. And what are those terminologies? He said we are the light of the world. And you, you will agree with me that where there is no darkness, light is of no significance. So it, it shouldn't be a complaint, Lord, there is corruption in Nigeria. I am not going to survive. It is because God is fully aware of the corruption in every sphere of life in Nigeria. Do you know that even in Nigeria, the pulpit has also been corrupted? 
The church has also been corrupted because some people now have taken, they, have, they are using the, uh, uh, the pulpit as a means of what? Of gain. That's why he put me here. That you have to speak for me. You have to declare my counsel. So as we stand here Sunday after Sunday, declaring to you the mind of God. So everywhere you also find yourself, whether in the world of commerce, in the world of sports, in the world of politics, in the world of technology, in the world of, uh, of, uh, of social media, wherever, you, are, you have only one mandate, to speak for God. To declare unto the people, to manifest the glorious light. You are to shine, to prevent darkness from taking over. And he said, you are the salt of the heart. We are to season this earth to prevent the heart from decay. So in a, in a nutshell, we are made for global impact. So it is when this happens that the kingdom, the reign of God, will be established on earth. Except you and I shine. Except you and I we fulfill our mandate as the sort of the heart. The kingdom of God will not be established. We are here on earth to ensure that everywhere the name of Jesus is exalted. So quickly, how can we make impact for Christ in the marketplace? I quickly want to share five things with us now. How you can make impact for Christ in addition to all that we have been hearing. And what I will be sharing will just be to corroborate what most of the speakers have been sharing with us since Friday, particularly even this morning. Number one, you need to know that there is no dichotomy between your life in the church and your life in the secular world. You don't have dual life. You have only one life. The same person you are in the church on Sunday, teaching Sunday school. The same person you are every Monday in discipleship classes, facilitating, teaching discipleship. That's the same person you should be when you're in the boardroom. That's the same person you should be when you are transacting business. And who, who are you? You are Christ. You, you are what? You are a person in whom Christ dwells. What is your life? Your life is Christ. Colossians 1.27 says, For Christ, I mean, Christ in us, the hope of glory. In Philippians chapter 2, I mean, chapter 2, verse 21, Apostle Paul said, For to me to live is Christ. Whether I'm living on the pulpit, whether in the marketplace, whether in politics, whether in sports, whether on social media, anywhere you find me, life has no meaning if it is not about Christ. So you don't have dual life. You have only one life. And that life is Christ in you. So you, 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 you are not living in this world to earn a living. You are living to manifest Christ. Christ in you. Number two. If you must make impact for Christ in the marketplace, you also must know that you are already under a divine and everlasting covenant. You are under a divine and everlasting covenant. In Genesis chapter 12, okay, maybe let's start from uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1. He said, be fruitful, 28. Be fruitful, multiply. He said, God blessed them. Anyone that is in Christ is already blessed. The day you came into Christ, the day you were redeemed from sin, the day you were born again, 
you are already blessed by the Lord. And it is God himself that pronounced the blessing on you. He said, God blessed them. Be fruitful. Multiply. Subdue the earth. So, in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4, you see what God said about Abraham. He said, I will bless you. I will make you great. I will make your name great. And I will make you a blessing. And in Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law so that the blessings of God may come upon us who have, so that we, we may have the blessings of Abraham. So every blessing that God gave to Abraham has been transferred upon every believer in Christ Jesus. No wonder in the book of Psalm, Psalm 1, you see what the Bible declares there. The Bible is not saying you are going to be blessed again. It said, blessed is the man. Blessed, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. So you don't need to walk in the counsel of the wicked before you can be blessed. You don't need to sit. You don't need to stand in the ways of sinner. And you don't need to sit among the mockers before you are blessed. As you continue to delight yourself in the law of the Lord. See our sister. She said she was faced with temptation of opening on Sunday. I hear many of us mumbling that what's wrong about opening on Sunday? What's wrong about it? What is wrong is that you do not know. That whether or not you open your shop, you are blessed. It, he said, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. And whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. So know that. Number three, know that you are Christ's ambassador. You cannot make impact if you are not living in the recognition of that fact that you are Christ's ambassador. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and chapter 5, verse 20, it says, we are, we are ambassadors. We are Christ's ambassadors as though we are making his, God was making his appeal through us. We implore you all in Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So who is an ambassador? An ambassador is an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative in a foreign country. This world is not our home. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 says, our citizenship is in heaven. We are foreigners here. The world is a foreign country to us. And so, as we are living in this world, we are Christ's ambassadors. We are to represent the interest, the values of the kingdom that we belong to. So note that. As you know that, anywhere you go, there's no way you will not make impact for Christ. And the next one is that if you want to make impact, you also must know that you cannot shine alone. You need other lights around you to complement your own light. 
You can imagine how the sky will look in the night if it is only one star that we see. How will it be? Everywhere will be what? Will be black. You only be seeing the traces of what? Of light. But look how beautiful the, the sky is in the night. When the cloud is clear and you see different types of stars, galaxies, you see them in different shades, in different sizes. It makes the what? The sky beautiful. Likewise, you yourself, you cannot shine alone. The reason why many of us are struggling to shine is because you are alone. I saw in Joseph, the son of Joseph, I mean the son of Jacob, that he did not shine alone in Egypt. He did not attempt to monopolize the privilege that he has in Egyptian government house. What did he do? He remembered that the covenant that he had belonged to every Israeli. So he sent for his brothers. Not minding the evil they have done against him. Not minding how they have, how they have wickedly treated him. Say, come and live here. And what happened? They took over the control of Egypt. That everybody became afraid of them. So I see some of us. Sorry. If you are the only Christian in that establishment, with all the influence or influences that you have to bring more people, if you surround yourself with darkness, it is very easy for them to quench your light. But if you surround yourself with other lights, I hope you listen to the story of our sister. How she will carry people from this place to go and pray in the shop. There is no dual life. And you cannot shine alone. You need other people around you to compliment you. What about Daniel? You remember that it was Daniel that was first singled out, singled out in Babylon. What did he do? He said, King, I'm not here alone. I have three other brothers. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And what happened? These three other men were appointed to be what? To be regional governors. And see how God used the four of them to turn the kingdom of Babylon into the hand of God. So we need to also know that. What about Abraham? Abraham knew that he could not, it would be impossible for him to shine alone. What did he do? He raised about 318 men. He raised them up. He discipled them. And when Lord was captured, it was this man that God used to what? To recover everything. It would have been impossible for him to go and face those allied forces of nations alone. But with 318 men, he was able to face them, conquer them, and subdue them. What about David? David succeeded in raising an army of at least 600 men. Whom are you raising? Whom are you mentoring? Whom are you discipling? You cannot make effective impact without you having other people around you to compliment you, to support you. And lastly, to make an impact in the business world, in the world of commerce, you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Your life must be saturated with the powerful presence of God. Your life must be filled with the Holy Spirit. You must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Remember, our Lord Jesus who sent us into this world, he knows the terrain that we are going into. 
He knows the nature of the word. He knows what was in what is in the word. He spoke clearly in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. He said, Listen, behold, I send you, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. In the midst of wolves, he is fully aware of what your people can do to you. And, and what did he do? What did he say? He said, Lo, I am with you always. He said, Tarry ye in Jerusalem. Luke 24 49. Until you are endued with power from on high. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is not what you subject to the doctrinal debate. It's a biblical reality that anyone that will make impact in this world needs the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will now be my witnesses. You cannot be effective witnesses except the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What about Jacob? He started from the Old Testament. Jacob in the house of Laban. Listen to what Laban told Jacob. In Genesis chapter 30 verse 27. He said Laban. He said, but Laban said to him. If I have found favor in your eyes. Please stay. I have learned by divination. That the Lord has blessed me. Because of you. You don't know your colleagues. You don't know who they are. But you, I think you can see now. That they have mediums that they consult. They are of another stock. So if you are not rooted in Christ, they will uproot you. What about Joseph's experience in Potiphar's house and in, in, in the palace of, of Pharaoh? He said the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master when his master saw that the Lord was with, with him. That the Lord gave him success in everything he did. What did he do? He made him to be the managing director of everything. And the same thing Pharaoh told him. He said we cannot find anyone like this man. One in whom is the spirit of God. These men, they made impact. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Are you here this morning? You have been listening to the wonderful stories. I've come here now to share with you the secret. The secret, you don't have dual life. The secret, you are Christ's ambassador. The secret, you already made a blessing. You don't need to cheat. You already planted by the streams of water. If you faithfully wait on God, he will elevate you, he will promote you. The secret, you need other stars around you. You need to raise other men. You need to gather other men around you. And the secret, you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Will you bow your head and let us pray? Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jacoby Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org.